Are you accepting it? No, of course no. not. Rubbish. The government is not accepting it. Welcome to Two Grumpy Hacks, the podcast. I'm Malcolm Farr, and of course, we're with Dennis Atkins. And this is the year of the fire hose of falsehood. Welcome to podcast 37 for this year. Dennis, I think I've mentioned before that it would be pointless for scientists researching the shame gene to go anywhere near Scott Morrison because his is either of micro dimensions or, uh, or it doesn't exist at all. And he keeps, he keeps proving this today, this being Tuesday, he launched a big $250 million electric vehicle campaign. Uh, now, two years ago in the 2019 election, uh, he poo-pooed and sneered at, literally sneered at Labor's uh, electric vehicle policy. Plus, it's got to be remembered, plus that of the then Liberal uh, uh, Energy Minister, Josh Frydenberg. Suddenly, um, uh, Scott Morrison thinks that electric vehicles are worth looking at. He poo-pooed them for political reasons. Why do you think he's suddenly embracing them now? Well, for political reasons. I mean, you know, it is quite extraordinary because you know, in 2019, during the election campaign, he lied about... Um, Labor's electric vehicle policy. Uh, Today, he's lied about what he said in 2019, and he's lied about Labor's uh, attitude towards electric vehicles now. You know, so there's a there's a a common thread there. The guy, you know, um, we should uh, congratulate him for being consistent. I guess yes. Yes, yes, and we should also sort of. Uh, send this episode to the Elysee Palace uh, for uh, um, Francois um, uh, Emmanuel Macron to uh, have a listen to. But look, I'm sure you know, he subscribes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, he he plays politics and he he he, he bullshits. And um, you know, I, I've got to say, I, I tend to think the public's onto him. Uh, you know, or at least in, cre- in increasing numbers, the public's onto him. Well, that that it'd be interesting to test that. One point being that so many punters think that politicians lie anywhere; they're not particularly astonished or uh, you know, upset that a politician is accused of lying. They, they think, well, this is uh, this is the part of the way they do their job, uh, even though someone like Morrison does it uh, with a rapidity and a scale that uh, few have seen before. Um, so, what what would would this drive them to vote against him and for Labor if they thought he was, uh, uh, you know, spoke just total frog snot? It could. I think it would certainly add to uh, the list of uh, of things that people would, uh, you know, take the mental list that people would take with them into the into the polling booths and. Uh, uh, and they would say, you know, sort of, yes, he did this, this and this. I like those. Uh, and here are the things I don't like. Uh, top of the list are he, he's, he, he's full of bullshit all the time. Uh, he only ever plays politics. He's not serious about things. Uh, and he's only in it for himself. And, you know, those, those sort of things turn up 
in the market research of both the Labor Party and the Liberal Party. Uh, they both, both sides know what this guy's negatives are. Uh, the thing that astonishes me is that he keeps reinforcing them day in, day out. Um, you know, you, you, you talked about him not having a shame gene. Well, there was another politician in the modern era who had no uh, shame whatsoever, and uh, he was very successful uh, with his lack of shame, and that was the former Premier of Queensland, Peter Beattie. Now, Peter Beattie knew how to... Uh, shamelessly be contrite. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and he, he would own a problem and say, yes, I did it. I, you know, it's sort of, um, uh, he, he was George Washington on steroids. I, I chopped down the cherry tree and, you know, sort of, and please punish me. Um, yeah. There was a rally against the Premier of Queensland. He'd be leading it, wouldn't he? He would have led himself. He, he, he often did. He often did. Uh, I'll never forget the 2001 state election in Queensland where he launched the election campaign by saying, uh, I'm Peter Beattie, I'm the Premier of Queensland. I'm paraphrasing, but he said, essentially, there's been some terrible mistakes made. People have behaved really badly, but it's okay. I'm I'm punishing myself. Please don't punish my government. Uh, oh. And he, he and he won he won in the landslide. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but 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 you know, to to get to my point, if 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 Peter Beattie had have suffered the last week or so that uh, that uh, Scott Morrison had suffered. He would have returned to Australia from um, Glasgow and Rome and he would have come back and he would have been incredibly contrite and he would have said, look, I stuffed it up. I got things wrong. I was rude to Emmanuel Macron. I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know, and you know, I've done this and I've done that and I'm really, really sorry. But he can't do that. He, he, he is incapable of admitting mistakes. He's incapable of um, saying that he's wrong. He's stubborn about uh, being you know, always right. Uh, he, he is so reinforced by this false notion that he's a genius. And spoiler alert, he's not. That, you know, he just you know, backs himself more than 100% every day. And I think the public thinks it's all a bit rich. Yeah. Uh, look, it, it, he... He has a capacity to to uh, make announcements, as we know, and the major announcements uh, that he's uh, hoping to ride home to an election victory at the moment, uh, apart from economic management, and we could go into that, but uh, is uh, addressing climate change to 2030 and 2050. He will not be prime minister at either date, not because he'd be necessarily be voted out next election, but he just he won't be around. Uh, and secondly. The nuclear subs uh, we're going to get from either the US or, or Britain. We don't know where we're going to get them. We don't know when they will arrive. We don't know who's going to build them. And we don't know who's going to crew them. It's this total mystery that he's, uh, um, he's presenting as a fait accompli and a huge boost for Australia, even though it could be 50 years away. Um, he's very clever at adopting causes like that. Uh, whilst uh, allowing the states to take care of the uh, you know, the trivial bits, such as combating COVID and actually addressing uh, climate change impacts. Um, he's a master of that, and, and that must help him 
in any election, one would think. Yeah, I think so. You know, but you know, you 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 are right to sort of point out that that he is going to run very hard on the economy. Uh, he and um, uh, his treasurer uh, and um, uh, little echo um, Josh Frydenberg uh, have made that pretty plain the last few days, and I'm I'm sure that they will keep uh, trumpeting every bit of good economic news that comes out um, now. Now, as as you hinted, not all of that is is really sort of deserved or earned, you know. Sort of, um, you know, but you know that is going to be their their strongest suit. Um, and you know, in other circumstances, that might be enough. But I just think in in an election that is going to be as tight as this one, with Morrison playing to his worst instincts the instincts of, of being someone who doesn't tell the truth, who is always playing politics, always putting his political personal interests ahead of the national interest. Uh, I just think that, that those positives, which in another universe might be enough, might not be enough when, when he's, he's, he's sort of refusing to uh, you know, acknowledge that um, you know, he's not perfect. Now, uh, it'd be interesting to see polling after the Macron, Turnbull et al mm. incidents, people accusing him of lying. But there is one up your way that is surprising uh, some folk. Is that right? Well, yeah, well, there's an essential poll that's out today, which is a, it's a national poll. But they do break down uh, the approval of, of, of Scott Morrison, the performance of Scott Morrison uh, on a state-by-state basis. Um, and one number that jumped out at me is that Scott Morrison is now uh, has a lower lower approval rating in Queensland than he does in Victoria or New South Wales. Um, this is remarkable. His, his approval rating in Queensland is just forty six percent, which which is remarkable because it's usually in the high fifties or or about sixty percent. And uh, essential the essential report uh, says that. Overall, nationally, the Prime Minister's rating has dropped to 48%, which is the lowest in the last 12 months. Um, And uh, he's got a disapproval of 42%, uh, which is up about sort of uh, five points. But he says that they say that the the, uh, drop in in his approval rating has been driven by attitudes in Queensland, where the approval dropped from 60% in October to 46% in November. This is oh, remarkable. Hang on, 60% approval? To 46, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, it, it, so it's dropped, you know, sort of 14 points in a month. Uh, yeah. it, it's an extraordinary drop. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, it, 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 yeah, that's way outside the margin of error, as they say. Uh, you know, and uh, oh, yeah. um, um, you know, e- even even some of the uh, transcribers uh, on certain um, uh, newspapers might even take notice of that one. <laughs> um, but you know, I I think now. I mean, it's always been said to me. I'm not a n- native-born Queenslander. I've sort of adopted the state. But people say that Queenslanders can spot bullshit at at, uh, at a fair distance, um, and I, I think that a lot of Queensland uh, voters 
have have finally decided that we've we've had it with this guy. We thought he was okay. We thought he was on our side, but really he's only he's only on his own side. Now, if that's true, uh, and if the government loses seats in Queensland, they're in they are in serious trouble. Is it possible that his uh, support, wishy washy as it is, for net zero by twenty fifty? has caused alarm amongst Queenslanders who uh, want their coal mines to keep going and their power stations to keep burning. And they think he's, uh, he's turned on them by going with all those, uh, those crazy greenies. Is that a possibility? Well, I think, I think that probably feeds into it a bit. Um, I mean, we had a remarkable situation in, in, uh, here uh, over the weekend. The LNP candidate for the seat of Flynn, a guy named Boyce, uh, he put a story out in the lead-up to a central council meeting of the LNP in Gladstone at the weekend that he was going to stand up to the federal government. He was going to say no to their net zero policy. He got rolled in, in, that, uh, in that vote. Um, and I'm informed that he got rolled because the prime minister let it be known that he didn't want to be embarrassed. Uh, now, that, to me, is dumb politics on a couple of levels. It makes their candidate look weak. Uh, and it adds to the difficulty that this guy is going to have in, in winning the seat of Flynn. Um, so, uh, you know, and the walking both sides of the street on net zero uh, is reinforced by what occurred uh, in Gladstone at the weekend. And, and this is where, you know, isn't it, it's one thing, you know, the impact of the policy, but the other thing is, they, they, the LNP have now got writ large the same problem Labor had in 2019 in, in that they're trying to appeal to two distinct parts of the electorate and they're not doing it very well. And I think that the public is saying, well, look, you're not fair dinkum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, it, it, of course, will depend on uh, how effectively Labor can exploit uh, that uh, the, the, that indication of, of unease about uh, uh, Scott Morrison's competence and character. Uh, now, uh, Parliament will be back for the final two weeks of the year in about a week and a half. That's going to be a very interesting uh, confrontation. I, I would suggest that uh, this will be extremely important for Anthony Albanese, the opposition leader, He's got to prove himself capable of taking on Scott Morrison, whether in Parliament or in the surrounds, uh, because uh, that, that important lasting image left in the minds of voters before they toddle off to the beach or wherever. Uh, and uh, it, it was interesting that Chris Bowen's performance on Insiders uh, was uh, widely remarked as uh, being quite strong. And uh, some were making the comparison with um, with Mr Albanese saying Albo would, couldn't have been as effective in, in an interview on climate change, etc., as uh, Chris Bowen was. Not that anybody's suggesting Chris Bowen should take over as leader. It's more um, this continuing uh, questioning of whether um, Albo, as he's known, has um, got, got the muscle, the rhetorical muscle, to uh, confront uh, Scott Morrison effectively. Do you think he has? Well, you know, in, in some in, in some circumstances, probably not. But it does, is he going to need it? Uh, you know, are Morrison's negatives going to be so apparent and 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 of such 
weight uh, that, uh, you know, as Bill Hayden famously said in 1983, the drover's dog might uh, be able to win. Um, now, you know, we'll see. But um, you know, at the moment, I, I think that the, the drover's dog's looking pretty good. <laughs> good one. All right. We shall come back next week to see what that, uh, what's barking around the ridges then. Uh, in the meantime, it's, uh, of course, goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from me.